When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking crimes against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that, honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. December 2021, Columbus, Georgia. Christy Sipple was enjoying a sleepover with her three-year-old son and five-year-old daughter, Kamari Holland. Sipple didn't have custody of her children, so this was an extra special event, especially for Kamari. Sipple would later tell police she fell asleep cuddled up with her daughter, keeping each other warm against the cold winter weather. But when she woke at six the following morning, the front door would be opened and Kamari would be gone. But is this what really happened? The truth will forever scar the most seasoned police officer when her dead body was found less than 24 hours later, murdered in the most horrific manner possible. This is Kamari's story. Kamari Laniel Holland was born November 23, 2016, to parents Christy Sipple and Corey Holland. Kamari had two older half-brothers. They had different fathers – and she would be joined by a little brother, Corey Jr., on February 2nd, 2018. Unfortunately, Sipple would be losing her battle with drug addiction. She was a heavy drug user and was addicted to multiple drugs. And to pay for said drugs, Sipple would take part in sex work. All of this would come to a head when Corey Jr. was born and he had marijuana and methamphetamines in his system. Sipple would be charged with chemical endangerment of a child, This led to her and Corey separating and her losing custody of the children. Corey was granted full custody of Kamari and Corey Jr., with Sipple only being allowed supervised visitation. The trial for the charges of endangerment was postponed because of COVID. Even at the time of Kamari's death in December 2021, these charges had not gone to trial and still haven't at the time of this recording. But what this charge does show is a pattern of Sipple putting drugs in front of the needs of her children. And unfortunately, it seems that pattern ultimately cost Kamari her life. If you want to hear, where did you get that this holiday season? Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I have just moved into a new home and Uncommon Goods have the most cutest home decor. From pillows to hand-poured candles, which I must say can never have enough of either. 
And none of this is mass-produced. There is love and care put into every item, which I love, supporting the little creator. Give your loved one that bespoke gift for Christmas that is high quality and unique. They have the most meaningful out-of-the-ordinary gifts, and with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a non-profit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date, which is insanely amazing and something I can definitely get behind. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash stolen. That's uncommongoods.com slash stolen for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. In 2021, when our story takes place, Kamari had just started preschool and she was so proud of herself because she could now write and spell. Kamari would be described by those who knew and loved her as beautiful, smart and humble. She loved playing pranks on her brothers and classmates and she was obsessed with princesses. That's what she wanted to be when she grew up. She was so much a princess that Corey called her just that, Daddy's Princess, and she was. She adored her father and he adored her and everyone knew it. This sweet kid would have gone far in life. She was extremely empathetic for a five-year-old. In the summer before her life was taken from her, Kamari was at a gas station with her mother and she saw a family that was doing it rough. One of the children didn't have shoes. Gorgeous Kamari sits down and she takes off her own shoes, her favourite shoes, and she gives them to the little girl. If only we could all see the world the way Kamari did, as an opportunity to make the world brighter for others. Sunday, December 12, 2021. 35-year-old Christy Sipple drove from her home in Columbus, Georgia, to visit her two children, 5-year-old Kamari and 3-year-old Corey Jr. Sipple had regained some of the trust back from Corey in recent months. Sipple seemed to be doing well and had apparently cleaned up from drugs. On this day, Sipple arrived at the home of Corey and the children. She said she wanted to see the children, which Corey agreed to, and he waited in another room doing housework. And then Kamari came up to him, saying she was going to stay with her mother for the night, something Corey never agreed to, and something that was against the court ordered arrangement. This made Corey uneasy, but seeing how happy this made Kamari, and Sipple did seem to be doing really well, Corey agreed to allow his ex wife to take the children on her own overnight as long as she had them back to him first thing in the morning. And Sipple agreed. Kamari was over the moon excited to spend some quality time with her mother and she kissed her father goodbye. If only Corey and Kamari knew what was to come, he would have never let his daughter go. Kamari would be dead in just a few hours. Monday, December 13th, 2021. A call comes into 911. Christy Sipple wanted to report her five-year-old daughter, Kamari Holland, as missing. She would tell the dispatcher that she woke up at 3am and Kamiri was still in bed, all cuddled up against her. Sipple went back to sleep, but when she woke less than three hours later, her daughter was gone. When she went to search for the little girl, she found the front door was wide open. That she searched in a panic for 15 minutes, but there was no sign of Kamari anywhere. 
Columbus police obviously took this report very seriously and a missing and endangered report would be issued for the missing child. Tips came in fast and one in particular would lead them to Kamari's killer only within a few hours, which is unheard of in these stories. I read in some sources this tip led them to surveillance footage and then their suspect. Other contemporary news articles state it was Sybil's cell phone which led police to their suspect. Regardless, police had their men in the first few hours of the investigation. 37-year-old Jeremy Williams. Williams was staying at the Bamboo Hotel in Phoenix, Alabama. And this was a questionable area. It was known as the place to go score drugs, amongst other illegal activities. When Georgia and Alabama police arrived, they were told Williams and his uncle had only just checked in less than 30 minutes earlier. Williams was arrested while the search for Kamari continued. When it was clear Kamari wasn't at the hotel with the men, police went to Williams' last known location, a house on the 1100 block of 15th Avenue. This house was abandoned and it seemed that Williams was squatting there for some time. Officers and paramedics would rush to the home. The hope was Kamari was still alive. However, what they would find would be so horrific Some of the toughest guys in law enforcement couldn't hold back their tears. At 11.15pm December 13, 2021, the body of Kamari Holland would be found, bruised and battered. Sheriff Taylor said it was clear just by looking at the crime scene that this little girl had been brutally sexually assaulted. Now, there is currently a gag order on the details of what happened to Kamari, And we will find out more once this goes to trial. But some information has been released and it is horrifying. What Kamari went through. It is beyond reasonable thinking. This house was so cold. It was December, so winter and in Alabama, Kamari would be left alone and cold. Due to the temperature, time of death could not be determined. All we know of Kamari's injuries, that she was violently raped and beaten and strangled with a ligature. Kamari's cause of death was asphyxiation by ligature. What that was exactly, we don't know. It just means not by hands. Whether that was a cord or a rope or Kamari's own clothing, we just don't know. As I said, I am sure that so much more will be revealed in the criminal trial. Columbus Police Department began work in this case um, and did a lot of great work and developed Mr. Uh, Jeremy Tremaine Williams uh, as a suspect in the kidnapping of Kamari. We had received information that Mr. Williams had lived in Phoenix City uh, at an address that was currently vacant. Uh, Agents went to that address and it was at that time that we found the body of Kamari Holland. Uh, She was deceased, and uh, the manner of death at this time looks to be asphyxiation. Uh, It did appear from the scene that there was some abuse. Um, He was placed in custody and has been charged with capital murder uh, in Alabama. The defendant in this case has been charged uh, with a capital offense. Under Alabama law, that means that if he is convicted, he will be facing either uh, life without parole or the death sentence. 
if the facts turn out to be as uh, we are seeing them unfold, uh, I have been speaking with Mr. Davis a lot on this case. This will be a case in which the death penalty will be sought if the facts continue to unfold as we're seeing them. Uh, I know a little bit about Mr. Williams. <clears throat> he has several um, involvements in his past with children. Uh, he has a couple of um, cases where he was actually charged with abuse of children in Phoenix City and or here by a sheriff's office here in 09 and then he was acquitted by a jury in 12 of that case and then he has been charged in Columbus as well uh, of abuse of a child. In that case I'm not sure of the outcome um, and then we have information where he was a suspect in a one-year-old death in Alaska where he was a suspect but never charged because of um, not able to get enough evidence in that case. So I feel confident that um, we have the offender in custody and that our work in this case and our uh, autopsy at the state will produce enough evidence to get a conviction on Mr. Williams for the capital murder of Kamar. This is an early on investigation, obvious reasons. We cannot disclose a lot of details about it, but the number one priority is getting closure for this baby who was taken away from us at this time of year. It started as a missing five-year-old and it's ended with the death of a five-year-old. And I think every person from CPD that first took the report to the investigators that I had here last night um, will never forget this case. Jeremy Williams is a piece of work. His official charges for the murder of Kamari Holland would be capital murder, kidnapping of a child, production of child pornography, conspiracy to commit sex trafficking, rape, sodomy and abuse of a corpse. Charges that if found guilty, Williams could face the death penalty. Should face the death penalty is more like it in my opinion. And the prosecutor in this case has said he will be seeking the death penalty. The child pornography charge stems from, and I hate having to say this, according to the indictment, Williams' video recorded himself raping Kamari before and after he strangled her, after she was dead. Only the day after Kamari was murdered, Sybil packed up all of her daughter's toys and went to a toy drive held by Columbus News Station, WTVM News Leader. She said she wanted to donate the toys to charity, quote, this is what she would have wanted, to support another child in need because she was a helping child, unquote. Now, while some people found this touching, and it was true to Kamari's giving and empathetic nature, others found it suspicious. Your daughter has only literally just died and you are clearing her room of any trace of her. Now, I know that everyone grieves differently and there is no right or wrong way, but personally, it just blows my mind how she could do that. And when there was public outrage of how Sybil could be so flippant giving away Kamari's belongings so soon, 
Sipple immediately went on the defensive, speaking to WTVM News, quote, I'm a mummy. I don't have anything to do with this. I lived for her daily. She was my only girl. I have three boys than her. Whoever can do that is disturbing, very sick in the head. I'm Kamari Holland's mommy, and she wouldn't want nothing in the world but to donate her toys to another little child that was in need because she was a very healthy child. Oh, she looked like such a sweet little girl. She was a very sweet child. She was beautiful. Sweet soul. And this is... I seen this and I touched my heart, so I stopped. That's what she was, mommy. Let let's help that mommy. She's like that. She's like that. She um we we were at the gas station one time and we seen a family out there and one of the little girls didn't have shoes on and she said, mommy, we can help them, mommy, because I have so many pair of shoes at home, mommy. Let's 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 give them my shoes, mommy. And of course we gave them her shoes because and she's that caring. She had a heart. She had a. She had a spirit that she's been here before, and she was a blessing. She is a blessing. What say to our viewers about life short? Definitely keep your loved ones close. Cause you never know when it's going to be the end. And I'm innocent. I had nothing to do with my daughter's disappearance or murder. I would never. <laughs> she was my life. Of course she was. She's your baby girl. Exactly. Like, whoever could do that is just disturbing. Very sick in the head. Right. Thank you. Thank to be honest, and this is just my opinion, but it seems that Sippel enjoyed the media attention her daughter's murder brought. She made the rounds of all the TV and news radio stations, acting like a shock and devastated mother. And initially, the public was sympathetic to her plight. I myself could not imagine losing a child in such a barbaric manner. It would pull at your heartstrings while you give your own child that extra long cuddle that night. In one particular interview, Sipple gives a lengthy teary statement, quote, She was my life. She was just the sweetest girl in the world. You could not harm that little girl because she was so innocent, so smart, so perfect, unquote. The day after Kamari was found, the community got together to hold a balloon-releasing ceremony for her family in honour of the little girl. And then Kamari's funeral was held December 22, 2021, at the Chapel of Taylor Funeral Home in Phoenix City. At Kamari's funeral, Corey would say his daughter meant the world to him and that life would never be the same again. Now it's no surprise, well it shouldn't be a surprise, that Sipple was not invited to either. She would complain she was left out deliberately by Corey, and that it was unfair there was this narrative that painted her as this evil person, and no one was on her side. Although, even though she wasn't responsible for planning the funeral, no one was really stopping her from attending. It would be my guess she didn't go to the balloon release or the funeral because she wouldn't be the focus like at the toy drive. She wasn't going to be tearfully giving a eulogy, her not attending the funeral and the balloon release, that gave her more attention because it allowed her to still play the victim, forgetting who the real victim here was, and that's Kamari. A Russell County woman arrested in the murder of her five-year-old daughter, Christy Sippel, is facing four felony charges, including murder and human trafficking in connection to the death of Kamari Hollins. The... Only a week later, December 28, 2021, 
Christy Sipple was arrested and charged with conspiracy to commit sex trafficking, murder during a kidnapping, murder during a rape, murder during sodomy and human trafficking. It is alleged that Sipple gave her five-year-old daughter to Williams to sexually abuse in exchange for money and or drugs. It's not clear whether Sipple invited Williams over, if this was a planned thing, or if Williams just showed up and a deal was made. Again, gag order really limits what we can know here. According to Sipple's cell phone records, she and William knew each other. They had a relationship involving drugs and prostitution. It has been speculated that he was her pimp, but this hasn't been confirmed by anyone official, just what Sybil's neighbours have said. It has been speculated that he was her pimp, but that hasn't been confirmed by anyone official, just what Sybil's neighbours have said. Whether Sybil was present for any of the crimes against her child, this isn't clear. I'm going to make an educated guess here, and given she was charged with the same crimes Williams has, it is possible and the prosecution will be able to prove that if she is seen or heard on the videotaping. If she was. I already think she's a disgusting human being. But if she was there and watched and did nothing to stop what was happening, she's the lowest form of creature possible. Christy Sipple pled not guilty. And Jeremy Williams has pled not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. Mentally defective, all right. They know it's not ready for trial. There's so many more capital murder cases in this county ready for trial, and there's so much to be done in this case. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. Uh, we'll do what we got to do to make sure his constitutional rights are protected and he's uh, given due process of law. So why Williams is admitting he killed Kamari and did those horrible things to her, he's not accepting responsibility due to his mental state. But Kamari was not the first child who was a victim of Williams. Williams has a history of child abuse and kids that happened to die in his care. 2005. Williams was living on an Alaskan Air Force base near the North Pole. His wife at the time was stationed there, and he was caring for their children. Williams' one-month-old daughter, Nadia Williams, died due to blunt force trauma. At the time, police believed the baby had been beaten to death. Because how else could this happen? A one-month-old baby cannot hurt themselves. However, due to lack of evidence at the time, Williams was not charged. And it was case closed without any answers into how this baby died. However, fast forward to December 2022. Williams would be indicted on second-degree murder in Nadia's death. Because when interviewing him about Kamari, Williams allegedly admitted to police that he hit the baby and threw her down the stairs because she was crying. That he didn't know what was wrong with him, but a child that keeps crying just does something to him. But is this what happened to Kamari? Was this sweet little girl crying because she was being raped and it would have hurt her so much and she wouldn't have any idea about what was going on and why her mother sent her with him? But did the crying enrage William, so he beat Kamari and strangled her to death? 2009, Phoenix City, Alabama. Williams was arrested for aggravated child abuse after a three-year-old boy that somehow was in his care. This baby was put in a pot of boiling water from his waist down, causing serious burns to the child. Williams' defence argued it was the boy who did this to himself, by pulling the pot of boiling water down on himself. 
But again, because of a lack of evidence for William's culpability, he was acquitted on all charges. At the time Kamari was murdered, Williams was out on bond for simple battery, family violence and third-degree cruelty to children, his own son. According to the police report, Williams had slapped his wife in front of their child. And I feel like I keep repeating myself here, but due to lack of evidence, he pled not guilty and he was acquitted. So many opportunities gone, where Kamari's life could have been saved. But this man keeps walking free. There is someone else in this story too. In the days following Kamari's murder, an unidentified 31-year-old woman came forward to police. She said that on the night before Kamari's body was found, so the very night Kamari was murdered, she'd gotten into a fight with her boyfriend and had nowhere to stay. That her friend gave her William's contact details and told her she could stay with him. She said she went to the home on the 1000 block of Dozier Street, Columbus but she immediately got this uncomfortable vibe. But when she tried to leave, Williams wouldn't let her. He blocked the front door with a deep freezer. Then he forced her to get to her knees and he sexually assaulted her. That he allegedly kept calling her Kamari throughout the ordeal. Afterwards, he bragged about how he taught a five-year-old about oral sex, almost like he was proud about what he had done possibly only hours earlier. Thankfully, this woman managed to escape the following morning. She told Williams she knew where he could buy some drugs from. On the drive there, they stopped at a gas station for her to use the bathroom. She effectively locked herself in the bathroom until Williams gave up and left and someone came to her rescue. That's when she called the police and reported what happened. And I'm sure this helped the police investigation immensely and will help the prosecution when this case goes to trial. Kamari's father, Corey Holland, is hoping to start a non-profit in honour of his daughter. He wants to help three organisations that deal with parents with addictions and supporting their children. This is all still in its infancy, but this is Corey's way of keeping his daughter's legacy alive. Quote, We will ask you to continue to make news about Kamari and the justice she deserves. Unquote. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.